Hello and welcome to the Tackle Box. This is our first episode and I hope you enjoy it and find the information provided useful. My name is Dylan, also known as Bait here at Manbait Inc., and I am your host. Uh, preseason starts today, and I'm sure everyone is excited as I am to finally get back into watching football. In today's episode, we will talk about a few suspensions for some big-name players. Uh, we'll talk about some rookies and whether or not to draft them. I'll give you a quick review of some fantasy football tools that I use while I'm playing. We also start a few segments for our show called Helper Hurt and Catcher Release. Yes, I am going to try and say things that are fishing related because I think it's funny and it goes with the podcast name, the tackle box, and the company's name, Manbait Inc. I apologize now for any shitty puns I try to make work during this show. Now, let's go fishing. We're going to start today's show with some suspensions and what to do about replacements for those who are suspended. Uh, starting with a man who should have been suspended last year, Tom Brady. He's out for the first four weeks of the season, meaning that Jimmy Garoppolo will be filling in for the future Hall of Famer until then. Garoppolo is not someone who you're going to be drafting in your season-long fantasy leagues, unless for some unholy reason you are in an insanely deep league. But uh, he could be useful for a cheap pick in some daily fantasy lineups during those first four weeks. Our next suspended player is our own fantasy Jesus, Josh Gordon. After not playing a single game last season, Josh Gordon will be returning this season during Week 5. I would approach picking up Gordon with caution. He's obviously undisciplined and could get into trouble any time between now and then. Um, hopefully he learned his lesson on the field because Cleveland needs all the help they can get. Uh, but I would not pick him up any time before the 8th round in a 10-12 to 12 man league. Even then, he's a very risky boomer bust pick especially with Cleveland's uh, quarterback situation. Personally, I would think McCown would be a better play, uh, not just for Gordon, but for Cleveland in general. Uh, there are rumors of McCown getting traded, which obviously means that the Browns plan on sticking with RG3 as their uh, starting quarterback. Moving on to our final suspension, well, possibly suspended player, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Before this pending suspension, Bell was being drafted in mocks as the first or second player off the board uh, between him and Antonio Brown. Even if he is fully suspended for the first four weeks of the season, there's no way he's making it past the second round. He's way too valuable of a guy, and every time he touches the ball, uh, there's a chance for him to break free and score. Um, as long as there aren't any dirty low hits by the fucking Bengals, we can expect a healthy Bell to put up numbers... Uh, to help you win your fantasy championship. A report from ESPN reported that the Steelers are expecting Bell to win his appeal that takes place next week on the 18th and have him play in the first game of the season against the Washington Redskins. We'll have to see what happens, uh, but this is why you never draft before preseason. If Le'Veon Bell is reinstated, he's obviously going to go off the board in the first or second pick of the draft. Let's talk about some rookies coming into the NFL this season and uh, whether or not you should pick them up. Um, of course, the big name in the talk of the town is Ezekiel Elliott. Kid's insanely talented, and behind that Dallas offensive line, he's poised to put up some big numbers. Uh, currently, he's ranked as the number four running back, only behind Gurley, David Johnson, and Adrian Peterson. Uh, this is, of course, assuming that Bell is suspended. Uh, if he's not... Uh, he will obviously go down to the number 5 RB. 
Personally, I don't enjoy picking up rookies. Um, I think there's a lot of unknowns when they come into the NFL, and they can easily disappoint uh, no matter how hyped up a player is. Uh, something can always go wrong. <clears throat> uh, Johnny Football. Uh, but even if he does fail us, all the idiots are still going to wear his jersey for years to come, no matter how many gallons of beer they drink or how many times they smack their girlfriends. Wait, wait a second. TMZ reports the Columbus City Prosecutor has launched an investigation into the domestic violence allegation against Ezekiel Elliott. Huh. Yeah, it's probably nothing. Corey Coleman is on the Browns. Don't expect much from him. Laquan Treadwell probably won't do much either unless uh, Diggs or Johnson goes down. Vikings are obviously a run-based team because they have Adrian Peterson. Josh Doxson already has an injured Achilles. Uh, I want to pick him up. Sterling Shepard, however, he has a chance to make some noise in New York. Uh, Odell Beckham is already giving him a lot of praise. Uh, Shepard can easily replace Victor Cruz as the number two wide receiver on that offense. Cruz is banged up and didn't put up many points to begin with. Uh, keep an eye on Shepard. He could be a sleeper or uh, even a cheap pick for Fandle. Uh, I'd love to see Derrick Henry do great things at Tennessee. Right now, obviously, he sits behind DeMarco Murray. Uh, personally, I'm not that big on DeMarco. Ever since he left Dallas and that offensive line behind, uh, he proved that he can't do a lot on his own. But I think this 22-year-old from Alabama really can. Uh, I hope he gets a chance to show what he has. Uh, given how big he is, he might end up being a touchdown vulture for the Titans. Uh, that could be nice for him to put up some fantasy points. Um, he's also reported to be a great pass catcher for the Titans. This could be great for PPR leagues and Fandle, which is also half PPR. Uh, I would absolutely keep an eye on this kid. Never trust someone with two first names, but Michael Thomas is earning a lot of respect in New Orleans. But uh, it's doubtful for him to become fantasy relevant this year unless Cooks or Sneed go down. Uh, however, for a dynasty league, he might be a great pickup. Uh, I'm now going to start our helper hurt segment. This is where I talk about a player moving from team A to team B and debate if it's going to help or hurt them fantasy-wise. Uh, I'm going to start with one of the bigger moves in the NFL, Josh Norman to Washington. Uh, I still don't think anyone's going to draft Washington's uh, defense special teams at all. I usually don't even draft a defense unless it's a top tier, such as Seattle, Denver, or Arizona. Uh, yeah, Norman might be able to get them a few more interceptions, but I don't think it's going to matter as much. I think we would have wanted to stay with Carolina. They're obviously the much better team, but what can you do? Marvin Jones, when I wrote about him a couple weeks ago, I didn't expect to be writing that he might be the number one wide receiver in Detroit. I thought Tate was going to take over Megatron's position without a problem, but according to Michigan website MLive.com, it looks like Jones is emerging as the number one receiver for the Lions. Marvin Jones was always impressive while playing in Cincinnati, but he was obviously overshadowed by A.J. Green. Uh, with him in the spotlight in Detroit and with an easy schedule this year, uh, Detroit is tied for the third easiest schedule according to NFL.com. Jones could have a breakout season. He might not be top 10, but I can see him getting in the top 15 for wide receivers this year. This absolutely helps Jones. Uh, now we're going to talk about two running backs that have traded places, uh, Lamar Miller and Arian Foster. 
Uh, starting with the veteran, he finally found a home in Miami. Uh, it's tough to say if this is going to help or hurt him, given that he did not get to play very much in 2015. But based on his other seasons while in Houston, I think overall it's going to hurt him. Uh, we saw how Miller performed while he was in Miami. Miller was a great player, but he was not given the chances that he needed to really make his mark. This could be different with the new head coach and new offensive coordinator in Miami, but I don't see it helping the 29-year-old that much. Uh, you're free to disagree with me, and please let me know if you do. Uh, but as far as the help or hurt segment goes, I think Foster would have been far better if he would have stuck uh, in Houston. But uh, he does tend to be injury-prone, so obviously uh safe play by Houston to maybe let him go and then picking up uh, Lamar Miller. I think that was a great job by them. Sticking with Miami for a second, bringing in Foster hurts J.H.A.H.E. as well, because the J.H.E. was the go-to guy when Miller left. Uh, I still think he's going to get the chance to play, because chances are Foster is not going to play the full season. He might sit out a game or two with some sort of injury. He's approaching that 30-year mark when running backs become irrelevant in the fantasy world. Uh, AP is sticking with it, but I don't know how much longer he'll last. He might throw his back out beating his kid with a stick or something. On the opposite side, the move to Houston helps Miller tremendously. Uh, I think he will now get the chance that he deserves, and he's going to put up some decent numbers. Houston ran the ball 41.8% of the time in 2015. That's the 12th most in the NFL. Uh, Miami only ran the ball 35.21% of the time. 29th in the NFL. Miller is going to be handling a lot of balls in Houston, and I want to watch every second of it. <sighs> Winding down the show, we're going to move on to the catcher release segment. I will name a player, and I will give my thoughts on if the player should or should not be drafted. This obviously won't include any big-name players such as Antonio Brown, nor will it include any obvious never-drafts such as Michael Vick. Starting with someone who pissed me off greatly last season, since I drafted him as my running back one, uh, C.J. Anderson. He didn't do jack shit last year, except for four games during the regular season. He broke 100 yards rushing only twice and had five touchdowns on the season. Four of them were in the last five games of the season. So no, release this motherfucker. Throw his ass as far as you can out into the sea. He's not worth taking home to mama and having her cook it for dinner. I have no idea how he's listed as the number 13 running back on FantasyPros.com. Fuck C.J. Anderson. Uh, I found an interesting stat on the Fantasy Football subreddit the other day. It said that about 9% of Amir Abdullah's fantasy points for the 2015 season came off of his first play. As far as drafting Amir goes, I think uh, you, re you release him as well. The Lions appear to be taking the running back by committee approach, and that is never good for a fantasy owner. Even though he's listed as the number one back, uh, it's a tough call. Perhaps later in the season he can establish himself as the number one guy, but as of now, I wouldn't draft him. I talked about DeMarco Murray earlier, and I said that I'm not a big fan of his. I don't think he has the ability to get it done on his own, and I don't think the O-line in Tennessee will be enough to help him blast off like he did in Dallas. I would not touch him. Uh, I'm going to end with someone that I would draft this season, and that is Amari Cooper. Oakland's not a great team, but they have some good players that can help you win your fantasy season or even make you some extra cash in daily fantasy. Cooper is one of those guys. 
Uh, Rap Sheet reported that he was battling a foot injury most of last season. Even with that foot injury, he put up some decent numbers. I think if he is now over that foot injury and Derek Carr keeps improving, we're going to see some great things out of Cooper this season. I would absolutely pick him up and keep him. I want to end this show by providing you all with some resources that I use uh, for my drafts and I use for help during the fantasy season. Uh, First off, and probably the biggest help to my game, is the fantasy football subreddit. It's very active and it's always up to date with any player news or insights that you may need for the season. One of the main tools I use from the sub is from a user called Beer for the Beer God. Every year he releases his tool called Beer Sheets. This tool is very unique and it gives you advice on where each player should be ranked for your draft, along with a lot of other advice. Uh, There are multiple Beer Sheets available, so there's always one tailored to your league settings. And if not, he takes custom requests and will do his best to get, get it to you before you draft. It's an amazing tool. I highly suggest it. Uh, another tool that goes hand-in-hand hand with beer sheets is another Excel sheet that can be used during a live draft. This is by a user named Canadian Sand Goggles. This tool imports the data from your beer sheet, and it allows you to update it during each, each pick, so you can update it live during your draft. Uh, and it will give you suggestions on who to draft based on who's left. It's a great tool. I'm going to be using it for the first time for my fantasy drafts, and I'm real excited to use it. Uh, I'm going to provide the links to these tools in the description. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll down and uh, you can click them in the description, or I'll probably just put an annotation and you can click it, and it'll take you right to one of the posts. Uh, Something to remember, though, is that these tools are often updated, um, especially the beer sheets. Uh, It's updated roughly once a week, so if one week it's announced that Le'Veon Bell isn't going to be suspended... Check the subreddit for an updated beer sheet, even though uh, it's pretty obvious where you would draft Le'Veon Bell if he's not suspended. Um, Other tools I use for player news uh, are Roto World um, and the Bleacher Report team stream. And of course, simply Twitter. Follow some of the NFL analysts and other fantasy football advisors, such as the fantasy footballers. Uh, These guys are great, and they're a big inspiration to me starting this show. Uh, Give them a look and a follow. Uh, Sometimes they even answer your questions if you tweet at them. Uh, They're all really nice guys and very knowledgeable at what they do. Uh, That does it for our first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash manbaitinc. Check out our other content on our YouTube channel if you enjoy gaming. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Dylan underscore Rossi. That's D-Y-L-A-N underscore R-O-S-S-I. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at M-B-I underscore Tacklebox. Thanks for listening.